0: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis
1: Lifestyle Radio. Three,
0: two. It's the highest host right here, baby. Adam Hill chilling out at Hayes Radio. It's another episode of the podcast, dude. It's always great to have Kentron chilling here, tickling them ebonies and ivories, bringing that live, just the live music, man. I just, It's just a vibe, dude. And then, you know, if you're familiar with the show, you already know how the, the keys play with the whole show. So uh, we'll get to it. I appreciate all y'all hanging out. Everyone tune in wherever the fuck you at. If you're in your car at the house or in the trim room or at the dispensary or at your friend's house or basement or where the fuck you listen to the podcast or you're watching the stream live on Twitch, thank y'all for joining us. You could be anywhere in the world doing whatever the fuck you want, but you're here with me. And of course, I got someone sitting right next to me that I'm super stoked to talk to and to introduce y'all to. Uh, I just kind of lurked the IG a little bit. I learned a lot. And i seen you around I think I know your lady before I met you But he's a, a, a comedian, a writer, actor It also said musician So I'm gonna get into that as well He's a fucking Talk about Mr. Matt Edgar, baby Hello Hi Great to be
1: here, Adam Thanks for having me Oh,
0: no, thanks for coming, dude I appreciate you pulling up and chilling Like You got the joint in your hand I was looking for my go. lighter I don't know where I put it I got the blunt in my hand
1: How's everything been with you, dude? Bro, it has been fantastic now that we're out of this shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: And and I know, especially being a comedian, like your livelihood is like shows in front of people, getting reactions, making laughs, and that quarantine shit was not
1: their business. I am only talking about that. I mean, really, like <laughs> the uh, the The fact that it went away, you know, I never realized how much I took my stand up for granted you know I think we all took a lot for granted but yeah. stand up I just figured you know I would always have this no matter what and that went away and I've been doing it for 14 years and I may take a maybe night or two off a week let the, the comedy years? muscles breathe and so this was the longest uh I would ever gone not doing it
0: and, so. and I know like with this we all adjusted and adapted to the situation and there was like zoom comedy shows and other streaming platforms that were like doing it and it's Mm -hmm. it just wasn't wasn't the same right i don't know if it's it's like getting the reaction from the audience or if it's just like getting the energy or whatever the fuck but it just well you
1: nailed it i mean it's like what we do is live you know i'm reading the room i'm reading the people in front of me the laughter tells me what to say next so if i'm sitting there on a conference call on Zoom, <laughs> like it's a like it's a work meeting, and I'm supposed to be funny, you yeah. know. And I'm not getting anything back because there's there's a little delay. Yeah, right? and, and people are
0: muted too because they want to like. Oh, you there's know.
1: muted. I could see them laughing, but I can't hear yeah. it. you know what I mean. And, and then there's a lot of people I can't see. You know, when I'm up there, I'm looking them in the eyes. You know, and I'm asking, I'm talking to them, individuals. I don't do the same set every night. It's a different set because it's a different audience. Now, when you're in Zoom, it, you, all the, all the um, uh, mutant powers that you have being a comedian, it's like you don't have them. You're like mortal. Right. And now I'm just getting uh, you know, stared at by these people like I'm failing a job interview.
0: Every step feels like a fucking crash. Uh,
1: yeah, and like I said, that delay, I mean dude, comedy is timing, yes, right? It's yes. all timing. 100%. Like, that little delay is enough for it just to fall to flat. To bomb. And uh, and then I had to start getting good at not having meltdowns on Zoom because I, <laughs> I was losing my shit. Yeah, one, one time a girl, I'm looking at her, she's asleep on her laptop. Oh no. Like she's at home in her room or Whatever and the she's asleep. S- which is watching. totally cool. But it's like, not, nah, dude, I'm like, that's I can't do comedy. <laughs> Performing a dead beat. Why are you, you even yeah. here, man? Yeah. Like turn the screen off. Turn somebody close her laptop. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh it being back. I'm back at the comedy store. I uh and you know, there's a bunch of other spots opened up doing a lot of outdoor shows. Um, just trying to get the stink of the Zoom comedy out, cause you know, that was that was painful. Nobody should know what it's like to bomb in their living room. <laughs>
0: Chilling at home, doing your bit. And yeah, just... this is
1: where I go after I bomb. This is my safe
0: place. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy because I've seen people trying to, uh, I know people left California for comedy because other states were a little bit more relaxed. And then uh, uh, other people were just like, fuck this, we're going in my backyard. I'm doing backyard oh, fucking
1: yeah. shows. Bro, I did so. I was killing backyards all over the greater L.A. area.
0: Now, how was that feeling? Because you said you were doing comedy for 14 years. I'm sure you've been on many stages. You've opened for uh, many famous comedians. You've been on uh, uh, very popular shows and podcasts. How is it, like, you know, <laughs> go from like, stages in front of thousands of people to just, like, the backyard vibe?
1: Well, you know, I, uh, I really cut my teeth in the, uh, late night comedy store scene. So at the comedy store, the show goes like three to four hours. It's a marathon. Every 15 minutes, a new comedian comes up. No hosts. They, we bring each other mm-hmm. up. And these guys are the comedy elite. I'm talking top of the top. You know, I'll do shows with Bill Burr, Sebastian, uh, you know, Burt Kreischer, Thompson Gordon, They're all on the same lineup. And then, if, and then there's me. Right, you know, and so a lot of times, obviously, you'd put the more famous guys up early. You know, they're drawn, and uh, by the time it's my turn, it's like past midnight. Oof, Uh, you know, everybody got their money's worth already. Most of them are gone. The people there are either diehards or they're diehards. Like they're just barely you know, I don't know. I mean, they, they love it or or they're just, you know, waiting for their check. <laughs> the Uber, <laughs> wait, the, Uber the Uber's way. on its way, they're trying to sober up, you know. I'm the I'm the entertainment for their come down, right. basically. <laughs> so with that kind of uh attention span in a room, a broken room like that, I've I've learned to adapt to any environment. You know, when you're in that late and it's such a tired, you know, slow, dead energy, and I'm trying to make turn this into a show again. When you're outside, the contrast, there's so much more to make fun of. There's more things going on. Also, I'll say this, man, the audiences since the pandemic on, that means during it and even now as we're coming out of it, they, I've never had such gratitude from audience members. They're just so stoked to be there more than ever. Out of the house, just seeing other people. Yeah, just so if there's some appreciative show... Appreciative of the shit going yo, on. Yo, I'm doing a show in a, in a car wash parking lot. <laughs> and you'd think, like, that must be a shitty show. I mean, all things considered, if it's regular, why, why wouldn't it be at a comedy club or something? But
0: now some of the best food are in, like, car wash parking lots. Oh, there was great food that <laughs> night, too. And,
1: and that's just it. It's like people were so stoked to even be out, to be eating with each other, to be entertained with each other. And so... I feel like it's not as bad as it sounds when I talk about the outdoor shows. I, I love them, and they're—I have a feeling they're here to stay, and that's a good thing. More stage time.
0: And uh, I feel like people are more relaxed with uh, consuming cannabis at outdoor events than uh, inside clubs.
1: It's like so many shows I do, I like promote. To bring weed yeah and it's like i'm i guarantee myself that it sells tickets <laughs> bring your weed you can smoke and watch smoke it, it, it. i got it, i had uh, i had a show at the mint the other night and i got it sponsored by uh the higher path dispensary yes. in sherman it was great on ventura, dispensary. On ventura. Yes. great place across great from beautiful. ralph's and taco bell yep yep i love the spot and anyways <laughs> those guys are so cool that they sponsored my show at the mint and they just brought a bunch of pre-rolls. They got everybody hot. Hell yeah, That's the best. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's changed the culture. But I'm liking, I'm liking the way it's changing.
0: I seen you. Uh, I was watch. I watched some of your videos and shit. And I seen you get heckled by a fan who or a yeah a, a fan by uh, trying to give you a joint in the middle of your set. oh yeah, because you were uh, f- very passionate about
1: uh, <laughs> subject matter. You show a lot of passion when you talk. you just like you're in yeah. it. Well, you got to. I, I feel like uh, it's just the way I make sense. It's the way I communicate, you know, maybe I'm a little turned up more on stage, but uh, I like speaking with my whole body.
0: And have you always been like that? Were you like as a kid, little Maddie?
1: Yeah. Growing up, were you like the class clown? Were you always loud? And- you know, I, there, was, there was something that would happen. I was not good in school, I was very unfocused. They told me I had the ADD in kindergarten. They right. put me on the Ritalin. You know, I went through the Damn, whole thing. Damn, they dosed you early. They dosed me immediately. Where are you from originally? Well, I was born in Corona, California, Okay, which is Riverside County. Yeah, yeah, IE, baby. Yeah, IE. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to high school in Orange County on a bordering city of Orange County in Long Beach. And uh, my dad- Los Alamitos. Los Alamitos, my friend, you did your research. What? Um, well, I, I also am from
0: SoCal, so I kind of So you know the lay of the land <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I would tell 605 people 605 in like spring Right, well I would tell people Dad. I drive by that high school at my other studio Okay I think, if it's uh, the same yeah, one Yeah, yeah, probably This studio's over there Is that on like Spring Street? Yep Yeah, yeah, I, I drive by That's where you get it. off Yeah, yeah yep. That's where I do my hygiene show
1: Okay, so I just did. I just did a, a show there too. I wonder if we did oh, you the same did the spot. Co- yeah, Infused.
0: Yeah, yeah, Cannabis Capital. Oh,
1: Canvas Capital. Yeah, yeah. I love that place, yeah man. Fra- You
0: drove by your high school going there? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, I know what high yeah. school. <laughs> I drove by it. I was like, fuck, fuck you. this. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they, and it, and it's weird how, you know, getting older, you, you drive by your school, and, and I guarantee anybody that's been out of high school as long as I have, they, they, they'll know this. You go by it, and it's not the same school. Hell no. Nah. They got all, I mean, it got so much plastic surgery. My 20 year reunion is this year. No. Yeah. Oh, you going? The hell no. Hell no. I don't what? even
0: talk to anyone from high school. And if hell. I wanted to, I would reach out. We have so many ways to reach them through all these fucking social platforms that, like, you got fucking, well, everyone's on Facebook, because that's, like, the first thing. I mean, I was on AOL when I was on, it was MySpace, you I was know what I'm saying? dude. It was AIM, like, fucking yeah. hit me up in the instant messenger, I'm me. Mm-hmm. Now it's DM me. Before it used to be, I'm me. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean, I'm me? Instant message me, fucker? What are you, a boomer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what uh, what high school you go to? I went out here in the valley.
1: You're in the valley, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah I was so... born and raised out here. Yeah. 818, baby. Oh,
1: 818. Say it
0: backwards. 818.
1: Eight. Yeah. It's a great area code. Did you know uh, Brody Stevens?
0: Yes. Yeah, so he was a legend. Valley legend. RIP yeah, dude. Are. I got to see him uh, perform. We used to have a comedy, a little secret comedy stage in the valley on Laurel Canyon. Uh, at, it used to be called the Headroom Gallery, and we used to have comedians come there and perform. Uh, I think it was every Monday night mm-hmm. or some or Tuesday night. Brody so, come through, but Brody came through. Uh, Gallagher came through. I got to see uh, Jazelneck in there. I got to see uh, uh, um, the so, fucking who's the dude Gallagher? Yeah, that's Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, uh, the watermelon. Did he bring a watermelon? no. Did he, go no. All out? he just fucking was playing the sitar and singing. It was weird. Yeah. And then uh, there was, like, le- a lot of legendary comedians. Totally. I'm tracking
1: sure like, if I well, remember if you, the names. He just rattled off Jezzleneck and Brody. I mean, yeah. Those are two legends. Oh, right and there. Leslie Jones. Leslie I got to Jones see shitload there. That, so Leslie Jones. Oh, my God. Leslie. See, these these are people that at the comedy store, maybe not Jezzleneck so much because he was more of a New York guy when I was coming up. But uh, definitely Brody and Leslie, I learned comedy from them. They were store people. They were there every night. I was a door guy before they paid me to do comedy there. So
0: you started as a door guy at the
1: store? Yeah, and I had to watch the whole show. So,
0: like, I had uh, Frank Castillo on here a couple weeks ago. Brother. And he said he was uh, uh, he started as a door dude, and mm-hmm. then he ended up winning the roast battle or some shit. Mm-hmm. So you, did you know Frank while you were at the store as well? Yeah, I was a paid regular when Frank... Okay, oh, when Frank that. started, you were you're like I was in your shoes, dude. Keep yep.
1: yeah. Well, there's a, there's a camaraderie for comedy store people, that, especially if they went through the, um, I call it the comedy store program, where you start off as a door guy and then you work your way up to the stage, and uh, a lot of people don't make it from there, but um, when they do and they come out the other end, it's like wow, dude, we we started, you know, started we were, from
0: the bottom, out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now look at us getting paid up here like this. Remember when we were cleaning puke? You Oof. know. And uh, yeah, Frank came in. A great, I just, all there's classes that came a, uh, after me. All the classes that came after me really wound up dope. Everybody's dope. been real dope.
0: So how did how did you? Okay, so here you are. You were born in Corona. You were you were wild as a kid. Didn't really pay attention, maybe because you were too smart. Oh, I
1: was gonna say with, when you're talking about the class clown thing. Uh, so I had a. My teacher, I, I was really good at knowing when to say the funny thing. Yes, funny timing. thing, Timing, my friend. And n- not just timing, but while the teacher's talking to, to hit the beat to get the room to laugh. So the communal laugh, I grew up doing that. Yes. It was the first real drug in like, kindergarten as far back as I could remember. Getting that, you know, the teacher be saying something and I would just see it. And I would sit on it. I wouldn't just blurt out, because I learned that that didn't work. I'd marinate tried that. on it. Well, you, there's got to be a beat to say it. Right. And it, and if you hit that beat, it almost doesn't matter what you say. There's something about the release of tension, which causes the laugh of the room. And uh, But I would do it in a way where the teacher wouldn't get annoyed, too. because They would time appreciate dry. it. Well, they'd appreciate that it wasn't annoying. Right. They'd appreciate that it inter- I didn't interrupt. You know it know wasn't, what I mean? like, done maliciously. It was like, I'm just trying to... You know, bring laughter. Yeah, all my teachers liked me. I liked all my teachers. I didn't have any real dick teachers that I didn't get along with. They knew the deal when they had me, and uh, and it, it was always good. But, yeah, getting that laugh. So, obviously, high school ends, and I still need my fucking, you know, my powder. I still need to get that communal laugh. And where do I get it? You don't get it in any other job or... Did know, you try like regular? Well, I was gigs? doing it in community college. I was killing it pretty hard there too, but it got kind of out of hand because there's people there my parents' age. Like, dude, kid, shut the fuck up! I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of I'm this try- shit. Fucking, this is, yeah, I'm taking I, yeah. this serious. Asshole. I'm finally taking this seriously in my 40s. <laughs> I, don't need you. I don't need your 18 <laughs> year old ass trying to make me laugh.
0: But did you? So is like comedy something like that you were trying to get into, or is this like entertain, like getting that laugh? Like, what was Matt's? Like, what did Maddie want to be? What was he like? What did the, your parents say? Oh, well, I it, tell you,
1: right out of high school, I started taking classes at the Groundlings. Oh, so you're like, yeah, this is oh, it. Oh, I knew. I knew back when I was, I'd say before 10, I knew. When I, when I heard my first comedy album, I knew. I didn't even know what was going on in the comedy album. I just knew that this idea of a grown-up going up in front of a group of other grown-ups, and all he's doing is holding court and goofing off, and everybody's loving it. And then you find out that that guy gets paid a lot. What was that CD? Which album was it? Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make it a dozen and that guy is Sinbad. I'm sorry. Uh, but he uh but he yeah, once I knew that that was happening, what? I'm like, "Well, I got to get my I got to get in on that shit." That's what I'm doing. Cuz I'm definitely I'm you know, I'm 8 years old now. School's already not going well. <laughs> I got a long road ahead of me. You are a smart so.
0: kid if you realize that I hate. Oh, like, I'm putting well, it. this
1: ain't my shit. Let me figure it hey, out. Hey, I'm crunching the numbers, and I, I'm not even good at math. So, I mean, the writing was on the wall, yeah. and I couldn't even read. So mm. I, I knew that uh, as soon as I'm done with this, you know, the, this obligation of school, which is high school, then I'm going to start, you know, creeping into the professional comedy world. And I did. I took classes at the Groundlings. I, uh... You know i would i would uh i was horrible i was the youngest guy i mean literally a kid and uh were they, was there like any resent did you feel like any type of reset people were like oh who's this fucking kid in not Europe? in not in improv classes no because i, I wasn't there long enough i i'd basically i had taken um the groundlings like a, a beginner course from there i met this guy uh, kip king who's one of the original groundlings legendary uh improv comedian and just Legendary TV comedian character. His, his son is actually Chris Kattan. Oh wow! So I mean, even, even in his fucking balls are comedic. You know what Damn. I mean? And so anyway, legend. He took. I started doing private lessons with him in his little class, and I think I learned more about uh, funny, like what really, you know, because there's so much in in, in the classes they tell you rules. There's rules to improv. And, uh, this guy Kip King was a a real Buddhist, and he didn't like the idea of it being rules, because, like, comedy people, you know, we're rebels, why are there rules? Right. He had other ways, he had a different, he had a more spiritual approach at improv. And, uh, so I liked that. And then he ended up getting too old to, so he couldn't really, uh, teach anymore. And so, uh... I t- I turned 21. I'm now legal enough to go into any of the comedy clubs, and s- yeah, I mean, as soon as I turned 21, I was at the comedy store doing open mics. So
0: this has always been a, a a path.
1: Like you're like, this is what I like to do. This is what I'm doing. There's no nothing else. Well, it helps to being from Southern California. You know what I mean? I mean, Long Beach is LA County. You know, so like I'm not yeah. that far from where it's all happening, anyways. Right. So, it, it always seemed very real. You know, I hear about people being from the middle of the country or somewhere really far. And uh, I feel like so many people don't try because of that, you know, they're like, oh, I couldn't ever believe it was possible coming out to L.A. Like, that's the big feat for them is like, I oh, made it in made, L.A. Got to L.A. Like, now I'm in L.A. And like, that's such a big deal. And I get that. They left their home and they're in the big, you know, the right. giant arena. Right. And they they made their way. That's an accomplishment. But for me, I don't have that experience because I was born here. Yeah. So to <laughs> I me, was like, <laughs> there's no excuse to not be doing this shit. Right. So yeah, as soon as high school was done, there's no... No more obligation. I tried community college. I was there also doing improv classes and community college trying to get that speech and communication major. And uh, make my parents happy. Make dad happy because, you know, (laughs) he's paying for this shit. Right. And uh, yeah. And then eventually, yeah, once I got to. Uh, comedy club age, 21 I I, I still wish I would have started right out the gate But I just thought it was illegal to go into these clubs you Right, know? Was, now you know as a performer You can be any age Oh to get dude, to- <laughs> I mean there's kids now showing There's TikTokers showing up for this shit I'm like you lucky bitches In,
0: Into the club, like watching or
1: performing?
0: Performing, they're not, they're not allowed to watch Yeah, they can just be a, a performer You know,
1: I was there when, uh, you know uh, There'd be certain comedians that were, you know, uh, the big one, I guess, would be Melissa Villasenor was literally a, uh, she was like 20 years old. I mean, she started when she was 15 and then came back at like younger, yeah, 20 years old. And she would literally, they'd bring her in to do her uh, open mic spot three minutes. And then out. And then she has to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, to me, I just thought I I, would have done that. I totally would have done that if I knew that was possible. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, and instead I took improv classes and- Do you feel but, that helped you at all? Did, I mean, taking improv, did you learn anything The from- one thing I learned from improv, and, and not to say that you can't learn things from improv, this is all how you learn anyways, which everyone's different, and improv to me as a whole is more of a, uh, it's more of an ingredient in comedy. Rather than a, you know, the show. Uh, It's, it needs, comedy needs improv. No doubt. It needs improv. It's like water. You need it also to survive. But uh, um, I just, to me, the stand-up was like what came most easy and natural. But, and one great element of improv, one of the rules actually, um, is to never say no. Never deny. And uh, at the time, I don't know if I knew what that meant, but years into stand-up, I started to really get what that meant, and it got me through a lot of, uh, you know, big leaps in my development. Oh, yeah, and that came from something I had learned years prior just in your the, brain, and it just, you know. And, and finally, I'm pushed to the limit, and I remember that thing that I paid $500 for
0: <laughs> right out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Yo, beer the man, thank you for the biddies, dude. I, I'm doing a podcast right now, I appreciate you. We live on Twitch, we got gifting subs, we got biddies dropping, appreciate all y'all vibing and chilling. We with Matt Edgar, hey, listen, listen. I see you guys dropping the link on the Twitch stream uh, for his IG. You can check it out. It's uh, M- M- at Matt Edgar. Do- at
1: Matt Edgar. Matt has one T in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're dropping the link in the Twitch. Sweet. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, it's one T, Matt Edgar. Check it out. He's got a bunch of big skits. Stand- I put
1: my stand-up on my IG, guys.
0: And his uh, And his love life as well, who is another comedian.
1: Well, it's, my love life happens to be intertwined with my comedy life. Yeah, so I, I lucked out at the double jackpot.
0: No, that's awesome. so. Uh, right, so so here you are, right out of high school. You're doing comedy. When was like the moment that you're like, okay, like I can, like I can do this shit. Like I can pay my bills. I can survive off fucking around and telling jokes.
1: Uh, still waiting, Adam
0: number. <laughs> That's the good. You know answer. it's funny how. That's the uh, best
1: answer. It's funny how the uh, the pandemic kind of like reset a lot of that stuff, you know, because I was flowing. I, I you know what, dude? I'd say okay.
0: So opened- my last
1: normal job was uh, the, being a door guy at the comedy store. That was the last regular paychecks I was getting, you know. Like and regular. I, yeah, every yeah. other every other week, right? right.
0: Cause I'm fun employed too, so I get that like not having like every day I wake up like with maybe you know I get anxiety because I'm like all right I need to make some money today I ain't getting no paycheck like what am I gonna do today What projects do I have working on Like how am I gonna be able to pay my rent next month So like I get that being that fun employed Mm. different you know different different lanes you know the comedy lane the content lane whatever. But uh, uh, I get it, dude. So yeah, so well, every day you're still like, "Fuck!" I ain't what, but, but but you're still doing it. You're you're actually turning a passion into a paycheck. I, I you know,
1: what? it sucks. Is I turned 25 and I got passed. I got passed when I was 25 as, as a paid regular at the comedy store, 2011. So now I, uh, so now I I don't I can't work there anymore. They don't want their paid regulars working there, being door guys. They want you guys are pros. You right. Can't have the guys seat them going up. That's not a good look. Um, so I, I couldn't work there anymore, so I no more paychecks. There was a huge drop in money because I was not making all the money doing comedy at the time. Right. So from that point on, I had to step it up as far as uh, um, getting paid doing stand-up, and I got very lucky. Being at the comedy store has opened up so many doors because— all the, all the greats go there. That's where they go to practice. And they know what it's like to be where I'm at. And they need openers, too. And sometimes you just get real lucky and, and you're on the road with somebody and you're doing a sold-out crowd and you're getting paid way more than you deserve for it. And uh, and you're getting exposed to a whole
0: new audience of
1: people. Yeah. Who'd you open up for? Who'd you get to tour with? Oh, All kinds of them. All kinds of people. Ari Shafir, uh, uh, Brody Stevens. I've done, you know... Um, Jeff Garland, I've opened for Michael Ian Black, I've opened for I mean so many just rando yeah. I mean I can't tell you them all right now. I've been <laughs> it's it it all kind of blends in. I, I get it. Yeah. It's I been 14 it. fucking years. Yeah. Um and then so that got me through the early years of stand-up, you know. So now year five on, I'm I'm a good feature. I'm opening and I'm getting real experience. And in 2017, I, uh, got in cahoots with a company, uh, well, Adam Carolla's drink company wanted to sponsor a, a, mu- a comedy and a music tour. So basically what happened is uh, I, would, I started headlining the comedy portion of this comedy music tour in two th- 2017. Hell so yeah. So I'd say that's when I became a headliner. Was that like, the, like a oh shit moment? Like- uh, well, yeah, I, don't, I didn't realize it was happening until later. I mean, okay. it's weird. It wasn't an oh shit moment, no. It was a, it was a looking back maybe, a delayed oh shit moment. Like <laughs> years had gone oh by. Years had gone by and i have been headlining cons- consistently. and like, oh shit, I'm a headliner. I didn't. I thought it would be a more grandiose thing, like everyone would know. And uh, but it's not. It just like Just happened so organically. You're just like, yeah, hell yeah. Well, because it was. It wasn't headlining like I thought headlining was. You know, I always saw it as for comedians, they go to a town for a weekend. It's one club. It's like, you know, four or five shows, and uh, and you're and that's that's headlining. But I but this new alternative way of putting music and comedy together, and then through that being. You know, on doing those shows and getting exposure to that fan base of those bands and Adam Carolla and, and all these different people. That I used got to work me. with Adam Carolla too. Yeah, the two Adams.
0: But when he did a morning show for LA Radio.
1: Oh, yeah. In you know, 97.1. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. God, dude. I.
1: I'm from your brother. Yeah, yeah. So I worked for
0: 97.1 for like 10 years. Oh, wow. a brand, like a street team. No shit. And I did some on-air shit with like Frosty, Eddie, Frank, and Tom Marcus. Okay, yeah. And Conway and Steckler and Whitman. Wow. What, My dream,
1: dude, because I was driving to school, uh, or my my friend's dad would drive us to school, and we're listening to K-Rock, and I'm just like, the radio is so funny. Yeah. I think that's what helped, me. I started when
0: Howard Stern was doing the morning show. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think... Comedians also had the privilege of growing up around, com- or somehow the good comedy got through to them. You know what I mean? Like it was through the, their peripheral in front of their experience. Yeah, you know, I'm, that's that's like a gift from God because I was inspired at a young age from different things. K Rock, you know, Kevin and Bean. Yeah, Kevin
0: and Bean in the morning. Uh, yeah, we yeah. had a lot of great morning shows in L.A. Yes, and radio was huge because I mean, a lot of people drive in the L.A. County and the commute in the morning is big, so there was a lot. There was, yeah. like, flavor for everybody. Oh, and even— I i, I mean, Ryan I C. used to have a morning show. Dude, Rick Dees was kind of a funny old man. Rick morning. in the morning. Um,
1: uh, I, my stepdad was crazy about uh, Mark and Brian, and I yeah. just would—I fell in love with them. Yeah. They're making him laugh.
0: Yeah, my parents were—or my dad was Mark and Brian. Yeah. 95.5. Yeah.
1: Whatever made your dad laugh, too, that's always a great indicator. Yeah. If you ever catch—as a child, you catch your dad laughing at something— you pay attention to what that is because there could be gold in that, and it could...
0: Is that where you get... So how do you, like, get your 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 comedy from? Where do you get your jokes from? Is it from everyday life? Do you sit down? Is there, like, a writing process? Is it more like, oh, this shit's funny. Let me fucking remember this moment. How is, like, the process for Matt Edgar?
1: Uh, I got good at uh recognizing funny. I think a lot of people try to... Th- Think of it like that where it's like you're writing, right? So you're sitting there like literally writing. And some people do that. And this is all different strokes. This is not, there's no one way to do it. What I like to do. Yes. um, Well, first of all, if it's, there's a few feelings I get when I know it's bit worthy. It it all comes from experience, by the way. Let's start there. It's like my day to day when I live my life and I'm walking around, uh, something will occur and I'd go, oh, I got to talk about that. So t- when I say it's getting good at recognizing. And like,
0: when you say that, do you write it down? Do you take a mental note? Do you put it in your phone? Yeah, like, maybe
1: I'll write it down
0: because I have a horrible ADD memory. That's, that's see, that, I, yeah, I have a horrible memory. I don't remember shit, and I always say shit like that, and right. I never write it down. So you, like, note in your phone, or you have a little, like, phone? Like little, phone.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just easier. It's right okay. there. Yep, and, um... Voice of text. So... I'll uh maybe I'll I'll just know that like oh just talk about that and I'll kind of think about it a little bit like what's fun about it. I always say follow the fun, don't follow the funny. If you're following the funny, that's like an expectation. Not everybody thinks the same thing's funny, but fun kind of transcends a, a lot, a lot more than funny. Fun fun is easier to grasp than funny. Right. So I follow the fun in the idea or the experience that I want to talk about. Follow, what's the most fun thing to talk about or to say and that's always going to lead to funny if you're a funny person because that's what fun is to us it's it's laughing, it's being funny Um, so then I I got this idea and uh, it's sitting in me And then i'd like to go i like doing daytime mics i like paying five dollars and there's only maybe five other comedians in the room i have spots i have headlining spots i have spots at the store i have actual club spots but sometimes there's something about the back of a vintage shop where there shouldn't be any comedy it's like unsanctioned and it's just comedians and I got this idea because of this thing that I that I experienced the other day. And rather than go try it out at the comedy store in front of people that paid money, um, try it in front of other comedians, which is the hardest. Right. And uh, those people did pay money also, and so are you. So like, make it matter. Like, let's put, let's take this idea and make it uh, a little bit more, uh, uh, um, like, uh, real. Like, take it from the idea and pr- pr- bring it into this material world. By putting the $5 down in front of other people that care enough to do the same. Right. And uh, go up there and say it out loud at least once. Get get used to saying it out loud. Because I don't know how it's going to go necessarily. But I say it out loud. It may not destroy that one time. But I see how to say it now, next time. Now,
0: do uh, when you go to these events, are, do people know you're like trying new material? Can they
1: tell? Those, if those daytime mics are just comedians. Trying material. And they, we all know it. And do you guys
0: like help each other out? You'd be like, yo, I like this joke, but why don't I do, you try yeah. it like this? I do, yeah. Sometimes, some, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Now, is that like a cool thing? Like, or is that kind of like, don't tell me how to do my jokes, fool. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, is there...
1: I think it's the way that musicians get together and jam. They just collab on shit. And just play. We're all smoking weed. You know, we're in the alley getting high, and they're like, all right, let's go and fucking see what we got. See, here. in the
0: cannabis world, there's like a lot of like I love the cannabis space But you know There, there was a moment Where there's a lot of egos And everyone's trying to say like Oh they got the best genetics And da 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 Like fuck I ain't trying to tell anyone My secrets <laughs> Is there shit like that In the comedy world Like yo Like I'm doing this shit my way <laughs> Fuck everyone else I ain't helping y'all
1: No all the comedians get along We all know each other's name <laughs> right. We're very uh, cool <laughs> to each other Nobody stabs anyone in the back ever We're all making millions of dollars
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Good answer Hey man Anywhere you get a group of people trying to make it you're gonna get a group of people trying to fake it hey and write that down you're gonna get another group of people that are going to try to take it and that will be forsaken i don't know i'm going off the (laughs) fucking this jet. the music's got me fucking flowing baby can't try out here dude i need to dude, i want that in my life Eat this in my life.
0: Well, you know, anytime you do a set, you can just have him pull up and just. Play I've thought about.
1: I've watched Dave Chappelle do that many times, and it's fucking hilarious. And I like to think I'm a little bit better than Dave Chappelle. I, I don't. <laughs> that didn't get the laugh that it <laughs> it should have got because it sounded serious. <laughs> well, I don't. Dave I don't Chappelle doubt is. It. I've never. I I've seen. I could say that I've seen real life magic in a in a room. I've seen magic.
0: With Dave Chappelle,
1: yes, he's—he's—I
0: I don't know what it is about him or how he puts his words or what the fuck he's—but it's just—it's
1: crazy. He just is from another planet. You know what, man? He means every word he says, and he's not trying. He is so genuine and fearless, and that's all. And, and oh, not to mention just as funny as a human could be. And he just doesn't oh, give a fuck. And he—he's also like. Next level smart yeah, I don't know if people Realize that about Dave Chappelle He's a fucking genius Yeah And you see him When he talks to you I, I've I've been Blessed to have A few You know I've, He's gotten me a shot Once I took a shot I've smoked weed with him Hell yeah uh, and That's so I've had some I've had some moments With him And I can remember each one That's how I'm such a fan But like uh, But beyond fan Uh he's probably the only celebrity that doesn't just just it doesn't disappoint it's the opposite it's like whoa you marvel because the way he looks at you when he speaks it's like next dimension it's different higher dimensional yeah
0: man it's like like like, there's certain people that that are like famous that are well known that i don't think are from our kind they're like from a different they're a different species different galaxy but they're just here just trying to like Help us grow as a culture and a community, because mm. we are like if you go back to our archaic ways, we are like a dumb group of people. <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like like now I, like Elon Musk is my latest one. He's not a human. I feel like he is a ancient astronaut that is got lost or just came on this planet and now he's just like yo, I need to get out of this place. I need to go back to my my home, and he's introducing technology to us. Uh, so we could prepare for it and and he even created his own crypto that we could pay for it to help him go And he said in the crypto to the moon because he's trying to get the fuck out of here And he even named his kid something that's not even human like what's the name
1: of his kid? I don't know, but it's uh, he's if not he's, here. if you're saying he's an alien it, Yeah, he's an ancient astronaut. Okay, so has he been so you're saying he came here? Yes, And I was just trying to leave
0: yeah, he, and we don't have the technology It's like he basically
1: Yeah, yeah, okay So I see what he's doing He's coming down He's trying to like uh, It's like, alright Well, this is fun I could I could plant the seeds of, you know Yeah, let me introduce fish.
0: Like, we, can have the, we have the capability But you guys are so far behind Let me like slowly Introduce yeah. this shit to you guys and, he's so, like, and,
1: I'll, and I'll do a few podcasts Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll smoke some weed and and like, okay, oh, what is this stuff? We don't have this on my planet Yeah, and like, you know uh, uh, I'd like to think If an alien came down He would go do Rogan <laughs> 100% and he wants to be kind of like, all right, let me just fucking normalize uh, my well, life me, real quick. Dude, if an alien came here, they would think that Joe Rogan was like the They're ambassador. Here. It's not if like, they've come here. Like you, that's you, who you, they need to, to get the most listens, you, you, like to get their point across the he furthest. He has the biggest audience. He's got the biggest people audience. People now believe us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get some fucking traction here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get some auditions in LA while I'm down. <laughs> uh, I, I could see it. Dude, an alien coming down here would get all the fall. Do you not think
0: there's any other living, like, species on this Earth? Like, we are a random ball in Mm. space fucking flying around the galaxy, and we have an amazing spot, but you don't think there's other life forms out there?
1: Uh, Out there or here? Both. Well, I'd say the odds are infinite. So I got to go with, yes, there must be statistically something else uh, bumping in the night. But here... I just don't know. I feel like this earth is ancient, but what that means to us isn't necessarily just, it's not so grandiose. This rock has been floating around the sun for which seems like forever, but before that it was not even a rock. You know what I mean? I just, no, I don't think things have fluttered through. If they have, and here's the thing, all this shit's coming out. I'm, I'm here for it. I want it. I, I think so gov- badly
0: want it. I think the government's supposed to release some paperwork any day now.
1: Well, if they, if, if, uh, <laughs> I, I want to see this shit. You like I mushrooms, right? I've, I've learned that. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing is, like, I, I, said, I, feel like, like, like it, I feel like it's more of a dimensional thing. I think there's more aliens and dimensions. So this is dimensions. what I feel. I feel... I saw you did a Comedy Central special
0: too on tripping with your friends, or yeah, right uh, on mushrooms. Yeah. So, I feel like how much of our brain capacity do we use? What they say like eight percent?
1: Yeah, but 10? I heard that's not even true. What do you mean? I heard that's not true.
0: From where? Facebook
1: comments. Rogan. You Rogan. Answer, yeah. What do he you- <laughs> keep Joe Rogan. I'm not. What I'm do out he, there driving What do you say?
0: These motherfuckers say we only use no, 8%. No, uh,
1: He's definitely had different like brain scientists on that like just it's like it's uh, a okay, well, common myth. Well, this
0: is how I feel, dude. I feel like when I take certain plants, mm-hmm. uh, I use parts of my brain that don't usually get activated. And when those yes. things start happening, I start seeing things in a different perspective. Totally. And sometimes they're positive. Sometimes they're negative, depending on my mood, depending on my environment. But I get a lot of answers questioned or I get a lot of questions answered. So. So I feel like we actually open up or, or are able to access parts that we are capable of. Yeah. And there's something or some way, some shit where we can't access those things regularly right. anymore. Totally. And I don't know if it's whatever the conspiracy say of the fluoride in the water, the fucking
1: chemtrails, okay, here's the what fucking I do food. think. here's what I do think. I think that, I think that we, uh, mushrooms, I, rather than, I'd say we call it pathways, right? It's pathways in your brain. They say the science is that different pathways, different parts of the brain's, Are communicating with each other that never usually communicate okay so it gives us this perspective we've done some science on it they're they're trying to figure it out there's this company maps that's looking into it i mean there's like it's really cool science on it but yeah what they're seeing is that parts of the brain are talking with other parts of the brain and it's and it's basically since they're going this way it's it's like your brain like with ptsd and depression and stuff it's like They say it's like rivets in a couch, it's like you think one way for so long your brain is just used to thinking that way. And it can't, it's hard to get out of that pattern of thinking that way because it's, it's been, you know, it's been the same way for so long. Right. So, what mushrooms does is now it's got those pathways going, talking to different parts of the brain, going different places. It's not the same. Yeah, keep, keep up with me, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You, you, I feel like I just turned into Super Mario. It's, it's, like, the,
0: it's the mushroom music. <laughs> or the star power, uh, right? Star. Uh, the, mushroom, the
1: mushroom kingdom. Y'all. Yeah, okay, okay. I just, I was going to say, I just leveled up. Mushroom kingdom. Uh. So, yeah, I do think it kind of it changed. And now what you're saying is... Uh, something that we lost like there's something that we used to be able to tap into that we lost here i'm gonna take it the opposite because i think we're unevolved and what that thing is is like we need to evolve to like connect whatever that antenna is is that what we're are we vibing here like the antenna that's like touch talking to something bigger something else yes
0: that thing because when we look at like historic uh uh hieroglyphics or or writing on stone tablets or the history, there's always images and pictures of other beings, uh, things flying in the Mm -hmm. sky, different uh, uh, entities teaching us things about life, future Mm -hmm. introducing us to technology so like I feel like the education of our true history and where we really came from is not what they're what we're learning, okay. and they're trying to just fucking you know, it's all about control. Because if there are other species, then everything we learned about
1: religion and everything is just fucking. Mm-hmm. Well, BS. so so that is peculiar, right? There's like the I've seen those the UFOs, and it's a higher, it's like a stick figure looking up, and it like yeah, it's yeah, like, looks flying like clear as day us. a spaceship, like yeah. the imaginary spaceship. Um, so I like to go both ways with, with thought, with things like that. I love that. And I hope that's what happened. I hope aliens showed up and all these naked dudes were like, well, let's draw that shit. And, uh, but let's say. I think beyond
0: that, I think that this planet has amazing resources that, like gold is an amazing conduct conduction of energy. Like you,
1: you think the tech was around back so then. So
0: I think other species were traveling and realized that this planet has a lot of that. Right. And they took whatever we were living, whatever was living on here. Right. And told them to become workers, and you know whatever it was, DNA, genetic, whatever. However yeah. we did it, and made us able to mine and get these sources for them. And then they just left us here as a as a civilization. Right. And now we're
1: evolving into what we are. It totally can be like Prometheus. (laughs) Totally. Yes, yes, yes. That could be it. Or the idea of the, the archetype of the UFO is for some reason, something that humans come up with. We come up with a lot of stories, right? Right. We naturally tell ourselves stories and make sense of this chaos. Um, and so I think that if we are capable of imagining and making movies about them and writing books about them and drawing them ourselves, uh, why wouldn't the people before us, our ancestors, have the same capacity? So it could just be an idea. And okay. it could just be art. I see. It. I, and I'm not saying it's not that. I'm saying I like to look, I like to think. Yeah, the other side. I'm not going to drink any Kool-Aid unless I've tried the others. Right, right. No, I got you. It could be
0: though. You know, that's a that's a good perspective as well. But I think Pablo Picasso said it best. He says if you can imagine it, it's real. Cause how are we capable of thinking or imagining something way beyond that couldn't even exist? That's that's
1: the that's isn't that beautiful? And I think that with <laughs> we're evolving to know more. I think it's I think we're going up. I think that like this this we're monkeys. And we're, we ain't far from the hair everywhere. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, like, you know when you think of a future movie and you imagine a cast, like, let's say it's, like, 21. I was about the to year, ask you your post-apocalyptic Dude, first of all, you couldn't movies. use human actors. We would look different. That's Yes, we would evolve. evolve. Yes, it's right? Just, and I think— Like I, Fifth Element shit. One thing I love to think about, and I don't know if, but it seems it would be interesting and maybe, um, but, like, you know, the the archetype for the gray alien— you know, the gray, it's like everybody can picture it when you see it. Yeah. That's us from the future. You heard that? Uh, not us from the future, but I heard about the grays. No, yeah. but, but the grays are basically Homo sapiens next leveled up. Right. It's like where Evoles. we're going. Yes. And so this species of what was human is coming down to check out the fucking monkeys. You know what I mean? And they are us. And 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 to me that could be that could be some real shit, man. I don't know if just because it's like a fun, fresh way of thinking about the alien phenomena that gives me the energy to go there. You know what I mean? Like and kind of like I could start to believe it if I watch enough YouTube. <laughs> I really can. But you know, you I we what is all this shit? Yeah, that's you know so what I'm mean?
0: saying. Where, who are we? Where are we, Ken? Uh, who are we, dude? Where are we? Where know, do we come yeah. from, dude? came from the from my mom yeah that's all we know man
1: <laughs> and she came from her mom yeah it's all the way down the line you know, you know what i think man if you want to put the whole universe into uh like what is actually happening here what makes the most logical sense to me all right and again i could be wrong okay i'm just going hey we're high we're floating here what i think makes the most sense of all of this it's actually something i learned from uh Uh, the docuseries Planet Earth. Planet Earth 2, actually, the sequel. This time it's for real. (laughs) 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 They made, you know, Planet Earth 2 came out, and uh, I think they nailed it. They basically were talking about how every species on Earth has a form of crab that, you know, lives off its skin or its outer shell, like its outer, whatever the, you know, the outsides. And uh, that crab, basically, it's chewing up all the bacteria on your skin. It's feeding off you. It's like microscopic, so you can't see it, but they're there. Um, The the noteworthy thing about these crabs is if you put them underneath the microscope and zoom into them, those crabs have crabs. So there's crabs all the way down the line, okay? Never ending. Never ending. I I don't know how far down do you go. But what makes you think it doesn't go that way? but up so maybe if you zoomed out on us and you keep going back and and you back 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 and then you look at you know you see space and you see a galaxy then you see like a cluster nebulas and you go further further and it's like a universe and then you realize there's a bunch of universes all over around and you pull all the way back from that and you start seeing a little bit of like skin you know what I mean and you kind of like see it, like you're you're like, it looks like it's pulling back from a person now. Like we were just in space and now that's pulled back and, and it's just a bigger being that we're all feeding off of. And then that guy... <laughs> <laughs> if you if he looks through his telescope. Oh my god. Yeah. All the way up the line. This makes most sense. We already see it going this way. We're gonna have some high-ass people looking at their skin
0: right now, like, is there any fucking galaxies in me, bro?
1: Dude, I think we're all just a bunch of crabs. Down here fucking crabbing it out in something bigger's bush.
0: Crabs eating crabs because I just had some sushi the other day and it was fire. Right. (laughs) Why do we love fucking California crabs so much? (laughs) California rolls. Matt Edgar at Matt Edgar, man. Listen. Yeah, brother. Bro, we barely scratch the surface, dude, and we're already at the fucking hour mark. Damn. Is that serious? Jeez, dude. I am not done because I I saw
1: some wrestling. Shit. Are you a wrestling fan? You, you know what, dude? I'm a I'm a retired wrestling fan. That, that's a I'll accept that answer. I love wrestling. We'll we'll put it that way. I love wrestling, but yes, I did have a wrestling podcast, and we had a lot of fun, and uh, I'll never forget that. What was it called? People. The store horseman. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it's like the the four horsemen, horsemen, but we we shot it at the comedy store. Right. The store horseman.
0: Yeah. Did uh, you guys have your characters? Like, was someone the Rick and the Iron? Yeah,
1: and, like, very organically, people kind of became, you know. The characters. The characters. And I think the pinnacle was we uh, had a wrestling show with a ring in the main room of the comedy store. Oh, that's amazing. And we hired all of our favorite indie wrestlers. And they came out? They came out, and it was not that expensive. I mean, it was expensive, but it was like, we pulled it off. Vessel? Yeah, that's dope. And I
0: did commentary. You know, I just, with my podcast. You know, I just did a wrestling event on Saturday in San Diego. No shit. It's a Pro wrestling show. I was the official ring announcer. Oh my god, yes. my dream. Well, that's exactly, that's what I said, dude Yeah, I mean, so, you're,
1: you're out there and you're part of the show I saw show. you guys
0: were just in San Diego on Friday And I was there Saturday, the 19th, doing uh, the wrestling show at a dispensary uh, And they had uh, they had a, a Papa, uh, Godfather came out oh. And he did the whole train and everything yes. And did his whole thing And then yeah. uh, there was a bunch of matches And it ended with the fucking street fight No, holds, no rules, dude And they brought
1: the tables and the lights and the thumbtacks and the everything It was crazy I mean, it is insane What they're doing It is fucking crazy I love it Yeah man And some of the guys That uh, were on my wrestling show Are now big stars So It's pretty Oh yeah Like who Like who There's this guy Darby Allen Um, He was At the time Just another indie wrestler That I think maybe He he had some viral videos Some videos that went viral He did some really cool shit And uh, now He He was just recently The TNT champion Of AEW um, yeah, he's super famous now. And then uh, I had the Penta uh, the uh, the Lucha Brothers, who are a huge tag team of AEW, and um, they were actually coming up. That's the thing; it's crazy. These guys love to wrestle so much that, you know, they take good pay. Especially now, those guys we probably couldn't afford them now. No way. But uh, they loved it. They came out to do it, and they were great. Yeah. and uh, I love wrestling. I feel I like it. it's
0: so entertaining. It's like, goes, oh, it's fake. It's scripted. I'm like, so is all the TV shows you watch and the movies you watch. It's all scripted. It's, but it's just like a different form of entertainment. Right. And then when they get the mic skills and they start talking shit to each other and the yeah. characters they have, I feel like it's just. Well, it's
1: like a, the, it's like any other art where it's like they have to master the character, to find the character, learn to master it, and then learn how to make bank off of it. And make moves off of it And so when you see somebody pulling it off well Like this Yeah like Darby Allin's doing it really well I mean his gimmick The whole thing is is great And um Just now It's like You know back then You talked about the Godfather What a great gimmick This guy was a pimp Yeah and he bring his hose to work, <laughs> the hoe train. Yeah, like what? What's what pimp and hose situation ever is like that? Where the pimp's like, all right, ladies, come watch me beat this guy's ass. Yeah, just walk with me down the ring and just, yeah. just dance just with me when I'm ready to dance. Oh, no, it was God. an
0: amazing experience, though. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll fucking maybe we could do something, dude. Maybe we. I'm um, down as, as two retired wrestling fans. Maybe we could, you know, SummerSlams in Vegas.
1: Oh is it? Yeah, dude. Well, I'm always ready to dust off my fandom and I have before and uh and I'll catch up and I'll and We should I'll talk after maybe we we could, we
0: could do something. Like two retired fans uh coming yeah. back and then we can like Trying come, to put it together, yeah, and figure shit out now because, like, my favorite was the Attitude Era. You know right, what I'm of saying? And, like when Rise War,
1: and there right. was Austin
0: and Angle. Yeah, we
1: come in, we're like, uh, "Where's uh, when's Eddie Guerrero?" Up? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> like, real. Oh, we've been gone way too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd be saying, "I'd be
0: like, Yo, is Sable still around?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, You're going to have to go through Brock Lesnar.
0: Who's he? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not ready. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, listen, dude. Yeah, there's so much more to talk about, dude. The hour went by so fast, bro. So fast. Thank
1: you so much for having me, man. Thank you.
0: Thank you for pulling up. At Matt Edgar on IG. You have any other pages, any other socials,
1: YouTube? Just at Matt Edgar. There's my link tree. You'll get it all over there. Uh, Matt Edgar with one T. Um, Go check out some stand-up.
0: Well, all right, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Uh uh favorite strain to smoke?
1: Ooh, right now I'm like in uh, cereal milk by uh C B X yeah, yep. 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 Uh favorite way to smoke? Nighttime after I'm done with everything.
0: No, favorite. favorite what did I say favorite time? What I am a
1: favorite it? way to smoke. Well, that's my favorite way. What do you mean? Like joint? Like joint bong yeah, blunt.
0: Joint. Joints, joints. Favorite munchies, go to munchie?
1: Yeah, just chips, man. I could just go down on some fucking chips. It doesn't even matter. You don't
0: care? No. no. Or is, are you
1: like a barbecue, a spicy chip? Yeah, actually, cool ranch? I'm actually, uh, I'd go more cool ranch and, uh. Yeah. Sour cream and onion? Yeah, or sea salt vinegar, baby. Okay. Ooh. I'm from the beach, man. The beach? You said fucking Corona. Yeah, but I grew up right next to the. I went to high school next to. There's so much more. I can't. We didn't have an hour to fit in everywhere I've lived. All right. Is that for the beach? I was born in Corona. You don't even know about my fucking San Jose days, but whatever.
0: What? All right. And Twitch. Look, they're dropping the link right there. There's fuck the links yeah, to his Linktree, his Instagram at Edgar. You got any shows coming up? Oh, you going shit. to the store tonight?
1: What the fuck? I'm. I'm. Uh, th- this weekend. Um, at the comedy store in... I feel like I don't want to waste any time. Uh, but Is I mean, everything on your? You had to just go to my. Just go to my Instagram and uh, yeah, man, you'll see. I'm I'm out there with Rachel Wolfson. She's my girlfriend. We do a lot of shows together. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah,
0: she was on here a couple months
1: ago. There you go. You already yeah. know her. You already you know. know. Yeah, I fucking hit that shit, boys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I smell her.
0: Yo, yo, Matt Edgar, it was fucking a pleasure to have you here, dude. That was a great, great show. I'm gonna have you back, dude, and and we should talk about some uh, ideas, dude. uh, I think think we we could do something with break the walls down. We can, yes, we can break the. And uh, that's the bottom line, dude. (laughs) Do you know? uh, Do you have any old wrestling t-shirts? A few, bro. You know how much they're worth right now? The vintage wrestling tees. Yeah, I know. I have a friend that's in the business. He's did he tell make. you, bro? Like, He's
1: actually giving me some
0: four, five hundred dollars for
1: these t-shirts, dude. Some of them are. I got some saboos. I got some ooh, NWO wolf packs. I got the whole. Co- I know a whole scene. If I, yeah, I could. I mean, you probably know a lot of the same people, but there's. You could get some insane shit. I don't. I, I just want to like. I'm selling it. You could get well. They'll help you do that. <laughs> All
0: right, listen, listen, Matt Edgar. It's been a pleasure. Before it man. gets too
1: shady, let's end. this Appreciate
0: thing. you. Appreciate you. Uh, uh. Hey, podcast. Shout out <laughs> to Hayes Radio for having us. I know they got the. the... The Cup coming up. So pay attention to that. Shout out to Ken in the building. Appreciate you too, dude. Uh, It's the podcast. You already know. I'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. to
1: Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.